Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of Keep It Positive, Sweetie. I'm Krista Renee, and today we are talking about dating in your 40s. And when I think about dating in your 40s, the first song that came to mind was Destiny's Child, Independent Women. All my women, independent, throw your hands up at me. <laughs> and when I think of that, it's because I feel like once women um, get to their 40s, they're in the, and they're still dating. They're definitely independent. Um, I know for me, oof, I just turned 40 in October and it was something that clicked. It was something that clicked. It's like I'm li literally the day I woke up after my party, I was like, whoa, I had so much clarity on things and I was very sure about what I wanted to do, how I wanted it and all those things. But leading up to that, I work in a very vain industry, in an industry that's always looking for the youngest and the hottest and the next. And I was worried, like, Lord, am I getting older? Like, I, and we also have an industry where we don't tell people our age. <laughs> so, like, even on my invitation, I was very um, strategic about not putting that I was turning 40 because I just didn't want to put that out there. But um, everybody found out anyway, so now everybody knows. But when you're dating in your 40s, there's so many factors that come into place. Um, your biological clock is ticking. Um, society has put so much stress on, you need to get married by this age, you need to start having children by this age. And my acting career got started very late. And um, what I thought was late, but then I realized some of the greatest artists there are started in their 40s. So um, I'm actually not as insecure about that as I was before, but... Um, I was worried about that. My biological clock is ticking. I found myself attracting like 20 year olds. And I was like, what is this? I know I don't look 40. <laughs> that was the first thing. I don't look like I'm, how old I am, but I was attracting young people. And with that, it became a stress because I knew they wanted children. I'm like, okay, these are conversations we have to have. And I always wanted to date somebody that's either my age or a little older. And honestly, they'd already had children because I didn't want that pressure. I, I don't want the pressure of, Okay, if he wants children, I can't give him that. Like, what if I pass that stage in my life? And another thing that's really hard about dating in your 40s is, for me, is um, finding a man that's not intimidated. I, um, I've dated and then men see how I'm living and it's like, oh, I can't keep up with that. And I'm like, I don't need you to keep up. The things I need from you, of course I want someone who has something going on with, for themselves. Of course I want somebody who um, can do the things for me that I can do for them, but it doesn't have to always be on the level that I do it because that's what, not what I need you for. I need love, I need affection, I need the love languages. And there's five and I need all of them. <laughs> um, I need someone that is emotionally supportive to me, someone that that supports my career. And I've, I've found that a lot of men are not in a space um, of maturity or even have the bandwidth to give me that. They're so used to just buying women and, oh, I'll go do this, I'll pay for this, and everything's gonna be okay. No, like I need some, like I need you to be my homie, my lover, and my friend. And that's where I feel like even dating, I just haven't found all three of those things in a man. Um, when I think about some of my like, <laughs> worst and best dates. One of the best dates I ever had, I was living in DC and this was when the Devil Wears Prada was out. Anybody who knows me knows I can quote the Devil Wears Prada 
from top to bottom. Like, I love that movie. And we, um, I had never taken a train ride before, so we took the train from D.C. to New York. He took me to um, Nobu 57. And this is like when Nobu was like just starting to pop because it was in every rap song. <laughs> so like it was like, oh, we want to Nobu tonight. So we went to Nobu. And then the next day he took me to see The Color Purple. After the play, he took me to Smith & Lewinsky, which was um, the restaurant that Meryl Streep had Anne Hathaway go get her lunch. And when she brought it, she goes, oh, I don't need it. I'm going to have lunch with Demachier. And she was like, pissed so she takes the plate and throws it in the um sink and the plate cracks and all this stuff so we t went there we got the exact same steak that uh, Meryl Streep had ordered or that Anne Hathaway had ordered from Meryl Streep and I was like this is the most thoughtful Valentine's Day I've ever had and probably still one of the most thoughtful weekends somebody's like really planned out for me um and then we got back home he bought me my first Louis Vuitton bag and I was like okay yeah this is great <clears throat> And then I found out that he was a scammer. Yeah. They always say when things seem to be too good to be true, they probably are. And it was, I was like, Lord, how does man work for the government and he's scamming? He had this man, and I don't want to be stereotypical because we, if you're living in, the, in Atlanta, we know there's a lot of scammers. And most of them are of African descent. So he had this African friend who um, he's like, he owed him some money. And he was like, hey, baby, can whatever his name was, put this money um, in your account. So I was like, sure. So I wake up one morning and there's like, no, oh, I wake up and there's like a million dollars, a negative million dollars on my bank statement. I'm like, a negative million dollars? I'm like, first of all, I'm working for the government. I know I ain't making no million dollars. I'm like, and what's, who, who pulled out a million? It wasn't saying negative. So um, I called the bank and they were like, oh, that's because there's a fraud alert on your account because the money that was deposited the other day was actually stolen. What? Y'all, I cannot make this shit up. So like on my lunch break, I had to go to <laughs> Bank of America and put out an affidavit to let them know it wasn't me. And they're like, no, we know it wasn't you. And um, but I couldn't have an account with them for like years because of that. Um, it was crazy. So you got to be careful who you date and get to know people because that was, it turned, it was real good. And then it got real bad. Um, let's see another bad date. I want to tell y'all some funny stories. And honest, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I haven't really like been in a serious relationship since 2017. So the dating has been very far and few between. Um, but I dated this other guy who was a little older and one of my biggest pet peeves is someone who doesn't tip well. Judge me if you want to, but I feel like when there are people in hospitality, um, you should take care of them, especially if they look out for you. And especially if I'm taking to a, cause I made the, I actually set the reservation up because that was another thing. I was always having to set up everything. I'm like, dog, like, can you do anything? Like, what is going on? Like, I don't understand that about men who, like, it's like the courtship has been lost. Like, how men used to, like, send flowers. We're going to talk about that, too. Um, how men used to send flowers, um, make, take time in advance to set up, hey, I want to take you out um, on this day. They wait till the day of, like, oh, what are you doing tonight? There's no initiative anymore. Um, we're going to talk about the flowers real quick. So I love flowers. Anybody who knows me knows that I love flowers. 
do you know how I dated this guy? And he literally looked me in my face and said, do you know why I haven't gotten any flowers? And I was like, why? I do want to know. Actually, yes. And he said, because he said, because that, because you want them. What sense does that make? He said, but when I do do it, he said, it's going to be so elaborate. You're going to be like, oh my gosh. And I was like, you're making no sense. If you know this is a part of my love language and this is something that makes me happy, do it. Because I do that for you. And, I, and that's another thing, understanding like how people need to be loved because the way I love may not be the way my man needs to be loved. So understanding that, hey, okay, Crystal's love language is all the love languages. So let me make sure at some point I'm, I'm touching her. Let me make sure at some point I give her affection. Make sure at some point I give her affirmations. I give her gifts. I do acts of service for her. And I'm not, I feel like that's all encompassing a relationship. And I'm not saying do all those things every single day, but like just consistently let me know, hey babe, I see you, I hear you, and I feel you. And when he did that, I was just like, okay, this is crazy. I was like, you're not my guy. You can go. Um, and the other guy who didn't tip well, it was just like, you know, if you don't treat, I feel like if you don't treat, the way you treat like waiters and um, people who are there to serve you, if you don't treat them right, that's an immediately dismissal for me. Even when I think about like the dating process as a 40 year old woman, it's not the same as it was in my 30s. Like, sis don't have time. You know, I'm like, okay, what, what are we doing? Like, I'm not applying the pressure like day one unless I really, really like you. Um, <laughs> I'm like, is he my husband or my cousin? Because I need to know, what are we doing? Um, apply the pressure, because I like you. But I am, I do like to take time to get to know my person. Um, I am big on referrals. I really do not like meeting strangers. I want to know somebody that knows you to vet, to be like to vouch for you and say, okay, yeah, this person isn't crazy, or he, this is his past. It's what he's been through. I need a little, a little backstory, background check on you. Just want me to feel safe. And then even with my success, like I have to be more strategic about the type of men that I even am around. You know, I have to make sure that you just don't have a lot going on that you're here for the right reasons. Um, even like the dating phase like before i could go a year and still be wondering like what are we doing now after a few months like okay we know each other like what are we doing like are we gonna make this thing official are you trying to put a ring on it are you trying to be my life partner what um but it's definitely a situation where i'm open i had to get i used to like to stay in the house all the time and i was like crystal you're never gonna find a man if you don't leave the house but y'all even that even just getting ready, putting the makeup on, doing your hair, finding an outfit, just going to shop for an outfit because you feel like I don't have nothing to wear. And then you get out there and nobody approaches you. What am I doing? I find myself coming home. I've done spent $200 on a meal and drinks and still ain't got no action. What's going on? I'm still trying to figure it out. And people are like, men don't approach you. I'm like, no, nobody approaches me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I look like I'm mean or some people say I'm unapproachable. Other people say, oh, you look like you already got a man. I'm like, I don't. I don't. I don't know if I need to just put a sign on the back. I'm, I'm single, ready to mingle. And maybe somebody will holler. <laughs> but like, I try to like be more conscious of like smiling at people, um, starting conversation or being, saying hello, just so he, the guy can know like, okay, she's interested or that was an invitation to have a further conversation, but y'all don't get it.
Like, I don't understand. Help me. I need somebody to, to respond to this and tell me what I need to do because your girl needs help. And one of the biggest things for me is um, being intentional. And I let people know straight out the gate, listen, if you're not intentional, I'm in a very intentional space in my life right now. I, um, I know what I want. I know what I'm ready for. I know what I bring to the table. So when you come into this table, I need you to understand ain't no half-assing, ain't no like, oh, I'll call her when I want to call her. I'm going to carry her any kind of way. Certain times, like in, in my 30s, I feel like I had a little more grace or I, I feel like I put up with more because I wasn't as secure in who I am. Um, but now I'm not putting up with that. I need you to come in knowing what you want and saying, hey, I see you and I know you're a good woman. I know I need to take this serious. Even if it's just as a friendship, I need to come in here knowing that I need to get to know you. I'm not playing with you. And where it goes is where it goes. Um, I may have even put up with like cheating. You know what I'm saying? I dealt with that and I would forgive and be like, it's okay. Because I struggled with, and I still kind of struggle with this. I'm still trying to figure this part out. Um, how we put marital expectations on dating. So we were not married, but I don't want you, I want you to be monogamous, um, exclusive. I want you to treat me like your wife. And I want all the, all the rewards of a husband and we're not married. So I had a friend of mine, she was like, I just believe that you're single until you're married. Until you're married, like, you're, it's not under God, but we know at some point it has to be like, okay, this is decision, this is what I'm doing. And I would put up with a lot of things because I was like, well, like, he's got to get it out of his system, you know, and I would make excuses for him. Um, and then I would also try to justify, well, yeah, we're not married, so technically you can do what you want to do until we get married. Um, but at what point does a man say, you know what, I'm ready to go ahead and start practicing being a husband because I know you're going to want me to cook, you're going to want me to clean, keep the house right, keep my body right, you're going to want me to put it down right. You're going to want um, me to carry myself in a certain way. And all that encompasses a wife. And I feel like that was something that I dealt with that I, would, that I probably wouldn't deal with in my 40s. Something else I dealt with in my 40s was inconsistency. I mean, in my 30s. Something I felt um, dealt with in my 30s was um, inconsistency. Um, I would allow a man to just kind of come in and come out. I, I had a lot of relationships where it was off and on. And whenever he called back, we, we were back on. We'd fade out, and then I would do what I was doing, he would do what he was doing, and then he'd call and say he missed me, and it was like, okay, we back, you know? I had a guy that I did that with for like six years. And it was like off and on, off and on. And um, to this day, it's funny, they're like, you know that's your husband? I'm like, no. They was like, well, he still ain't with nobody. And I'm like, yeah, because he got issues. <laughs> he has commitment issues. And um, I was like, that's not my husband. Um, something else that I dealt with in my 30s that I would not do now is the lying. Like, I just, let's just say this, I put up with a lot of shit that I would not put up with now. And that's because I don't have the tolerance. I have zero tolerance for lying, cheating, um, for inconsistency, for someone who, a deal breaker for me is someone who's not like a man of God, who doesn't want to go to church. Like, I need somebody that I can do everything with. 
I don't want to just, uh, we, man, we go on vacations together, we go to dinner together, we go to ball games together, we do all the things together, but when it, on Sundays, I'm the only one going to church, that ain't gonna work for me. I need somebody that's like, baby, we gonna pray together too, because we gotta keep this thing tight. And um, that's for me is like one of the biggest, biggest things. I always say that when people are like, well, what are you looking for in a man? And I always say, I want a man that has to seek God to get to me. When they see me, they're like, ooh, I can't go about the same way I done went with all these other women. I gotta go with this woman, different. Lord, help me secure this because I know if I do it, I'm gonna mess it up. I need you to seek him first before you step over here, okay? Secondly, um, how he treats his mother. I want him to like, if they, my mother always said, watch how a man treats his mom because that's how he's gonna treat you and it's so true. Um, I look at how he is um, around his friends, the, friend, the company that he keeps. Um, how he is when I bring my friends around because a lot of times you can kind of tell when you bring them in different environments You're like, okay, I see how you carry yourself I want somebody that I can take in any room whether we with the president of the Atlanta Hawks suite or we are at a Children's center helping some kids like I want to know that I can put you in any room and you're gonna adapt and I can go to the bathroom You're not gonna embarrass me Okay Because <laughs> some folks you cannot leave un unattended um, another thing that I look for in a man is um, honesty and integrity. Integrity is so important because if you don't have that, it's just everything else starts to crumble. Um, the way he handles himself, takes care of his body, that's important. Um, and I've noticed that like the older I get, it's less about the physical. Don't get me wrong, like that's we got eyes. That's the first thing you do is you see. You see the person, you're like, dang, okay, what's up, daddy? And then it's like, okay, but what, you, what else you got? You know what I'm saying, after that. But I still want to be like, okay, I see you. But I've noticed that the older I get, the, um, the less important the physical is. It's more about your spirit and your soul. And I've found, like, I've given guys who may not be worldly, like the quote-unquote, like, world definition of fine. And then I get to know, and I'm like, wow. You really are fine. You may not be like what the world deems beautiful, but like your spirit is so beautiful. I dated this one guy and um, he was Muslim. And um, my parents were so mad. They were like, you are that's unequally yoked. Like you, sh you um, shouldn't date somebody who's not Christian. And I was like, and this is really kind of what changed my view on religion, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, and I was like, but nobody's ever loved me the way he has. This guy was the kindest person. He loved the way I love. I love really hard. He loved hard. There was nothing that I didn't have to ask for anything. If he saw that I needed it, it was done. I was like, he, he was so attentive. We're still good friends to this day. Um, and he came to my college graduation. He got to meet my family. After this man met my family, they were like, oh my God, we love him. Because they saw what I saw. And um, just a beautiful, beautiful soul. But taking it back to the religion part, um, because of that and the way my parents reacted to that whole unequally yoked um, thing, be because of the way, the, the way he made me feel and the way he loved me, it started to make me think that religion was just put in place to give people rules to live by to like, so that people could be good. And in all of all the religions, there's like one thing in common is love your neighbor as yourself. Like be good to people. How you treat people is what's gonna come back to you. And if a lot, if the whole world followed that, it would be such a loving world. 
and um, I don't get, I haven't studied like deeply all the different religions, but I feel like it was all put into place so that we can just be good people and um, have some type of rules to live by so we're not reckless. Um, but that was mine. He's the only Muslim I've dated. Honestly, like I used to want like the hot boy, you know what I'm saying, that had it going on, the most popular, even from like high school, I always dated like, the star of the football team. College, I paid it, um, dated the star of the basketball team. Um, and then I, it was a phase of my life where I started to attract like dudes that was making a lot of money. And I got, I was in college and that was when I was exposed to like my first like millionaire boyfriend. And I was like, whoa, this is a different life. And being exposed to that at a very young age was like, it was a lot. You know, and then you get you get exposed to it, and that's what you. It's almost like a drug. It's like you get addicted to the life, the access, um, everything that comes with that. And I saw that like it was a trend. I continued to attract um, that type of man, somebody that was always like high in stature. And I think it was, and I started to even look at men like, okay, yeah, I just want somebody to take care of me. I had that mentality because I didn't have nothing going on. But when, you, when I started having something going on and the table started turning, I was making my own money, I was standing on my own two feet, I didn't have to depend on him to pay my bills, I could do it on my own, that's when I started looking for different things in a man. I was looking for somebody to take care of me when I was younger, but as I started to come into my own, I was like, no, like I need something deeper. Like It's not all about the fame, it's not about the riches, because those men, I, and I'm not putting all men who make a lot of money or men of stature and high status um, in the same box, but it's a lot that comes with that life. And you deal with infidelity, you deal with ego, you deal with um, a lot of loneliness because they're always busy. Um, and those are things like, okay, do I want that? Like, is this the life I want? Do I want to be by myself all the time while he's out doing God knows what? Um, because he feels like he can because he's the one bringing all the money in. So when I started making my own money, I started my whole idea of what I wanted in a man started to change. And not saying that my success defines me, but I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that it didn't boost my confidence and make me like, I don't need you. You know, I can do this on my own. I want you. And there's a difference between needing somebody and wanting somebody. Um, when you want them, it's a choice. I'm making a choice to be with you. When I need you, it's like, nigga, I'm not going to be able to survive if I don't have you. And the need turns into something different. Like, I need um, that spiritual connection. I need you mentally. Like, you have my heart and my soul now. It's not all, like, tangible things. When um, now to, For where I am now. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely changed. I look more on the inside than the outside. It's not, all about, it's not all about what you can do for me at this age. It's about how you can feed me. And that's what it really is. How can you feed me? How can you feed my spirit? How can, can I learn from you? There's guys that like literally can be top NBA players that like, Crystal, I will marry you tomorrow. And I'm like, bruh, the conversation is horrible. Like, I'm a sapiosexual. You get me here, you're going to get me there, okay? <laughs> you got you to gotta get the mind first. And I'm like, every time I'm on the phone with you, I'm like, 
And I know you'll buy me every Chanel collection, everything in Gucci. You'll take me on every trip I want to go on. But when we there, what are we talking about? Like, it's something about that. Like, I have to be stimulated mentally. Um, so those are the things I look for now as a 40-year-old, and that's what the difference is for sure. A man that's hollering at 40-year-old Crystal needs to come with some confidence, um, some swag. He got to come knowing, like, I need to see that you know that you can handle me. Because if I don't feel like you can handle me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to run all over you. Like, I need to know that <clears throat> when you come to me, you come with intention. It's like, listen, like, this is where in my life. I want to get to know you. I want to take you serious. Come to me single. Don't be having a whole bunch of stuff going on, okay? Some scragglers, go ahead and let them fall by the wayside before you come over here, because I need you to be open to receive all that, your blessings that God has for you, because I'm a blessing, okay? <laughs> I need you to know I'm a blessing. I had one guy tell me, he was like, you know, Crystal, he's like, I just wonder sometimes, am I missing my blessing? Because I'm in a, he's in a very like, um, He's in a very evolutionary phase of his life where this, I've been talking about, he is doing amazing things. And he's like, and I wonder because of where I am and I'm in a phase where I have to be selfish and there are phases in life where you have to focus on yourself. He's like, am I missing my blessing? And I looked up at him and I said, you are, but that's okay. You gotta do what you feel is right for you. And if the timing is right and we're supposed to be together, we'll be together when the time is right. And if not, you're a great friend. And I'm here for you, I support you, but you're not about to play with me. We can be cool, we gotta keep it just like this, keep it friendly. Don't, don't play with me when you know that's not what you're ready for. So he's gotta be intentional. Um, he's gotta be ready for, open for something serious because I'm telling you like, when you come over here, you're, not, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it here and you're not gonna leave. So yeah, he gotta come confident, he gotta come intentional and ready. So I talked about it. I said that I like, I love referrals. But um, in 2019, my friends were like, Crystal, why are you single? Like, you are such an amazing woman. Like, there, I know there's somebody out there for you. And I had two friends that had met on Raya, which is this like high-end elite um, dating site. You got to get vetted. So like anybody just can't sign up for this site. And I was like, okay, like, I felt a little more comfortable and safe about it because for me, like I've heard the horror stories of people meeting on dating sites and this is not everybody's story. Um, but for me and my scary behind, I'm like, that'll be my story. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to be on the news um, because I went on a dating site and met some crazy man. But I got on there and I was scrolling through. I was like, oh my goodness. It took me like a week or two to even get approved. So I get on there and I'm like, uh. And then the few guys that I did match with, they never hit me. So I was just like, what? Okay, this is stupid. So I deactivated my account. Um, and hats off to anybody who does that. And it actually works, like, because I feel like there are some good people out there who use dating sites for the right reasons. And those are people who are, you're, everybody's looking for a relationship. So it's not like you're going out there and we're not on the same page. We're, we definitely have the same end goal in mind that we're ready to be with somebody and we want to get married or whatever the case may be. But I'm big on referrals. I'm not too keen on the dating sites. <laughs> somebody asked me before, would I go on like a dating, a dating show? No. Yeah, no, I would never. Somebody literally, didn't somebody ask me to like, somebody did ask me about some type of show and we're like, we'll host it, but we're not like coming on it. Yes. 
I can't yeah, I, we were both like, nah. I just, I don't know, like, it's something about that. And, and that's, whatever you do is your business. And I watch the shows. I think they're fun to watch, and I'm very intrigued by it. But I'm not putting myself out there on live television. I do that already through my work. <laughs> I'm not about to put you, like, in that, all my business, trying to find love. There was another show, too. Was it Looking for Love? That Will Packer produces. Yeah, that, my mom loves that show. Um... But yeah, no, I don't think I would do a dating show or anything like that either. When it comes to like dating and that timeline of, okay, we met, we get to know each other, you're courting me. Okay, now are we exclusive? Are we doing this thing? What are we doing? The most uncomfortable position to be in in a relationship or in a dating phase is to the point where you're like confused about what we're doing. I talked to this guy for a year and didn't know what we were doing. And when I finally asked him, I was like, so what are we doing? I know guys hate that question. It's like a, or they hate that we need to talk and they hate the what are we doing? It's like dun, dun, dun. And I'm like, I don't, and I tried to use my tone like, so what are we doing? Not, so what are we doing? I tried to be very particular about how I said it because I didn't want to like scare him or him be like, her him to go in a shell and be like, oh God, I don't want to talk about this. And he was like, we're, um, I'm thinking we're dating. And he's like, oh no, he's like, we're getting to know each other. I'm like, bruh, how much knowing do we need to get? Like, come on. Pastor Darius and um, Pastor Shamika say collecting data. I was like, it ain't that much data to collect. I showed you in three months what it was. If you didn't catch it, you didn't catch it. So I'm thinking we dating and that's the importance of communication because women will be thinking one thing and a man will be thinking another. So I feel like at that point I was in my thirties and I waited a year to kind of figure out what we were doing. But now I feel like within, within 90 days, that three month period, we need to know what we're doing. You know, like I'm not gonna keep wasting my time if you're unsure because I'm an open book. When, and my energy is very like penetrating, like you're gonna feel it and it's either you gonna feel it or you, you're not feeling it. So like make a decision, don't string me along. I need you to be very vocal about how you feel. Um, so yeah, I would say I, about three months is my like waiting period to kind of figure out where it's going. At this age, I'm gonna have a man who I don't have to ask. He's gonna tell me. Or I might have to hit him with the, um, I'm about to go go out tonight. Um, am I taking her and all? Cause I need to let these these men know what it is because I'm not, I know they're gonna be on me, you know, or not because they don't be approaching me. But am I taking her not? <laughs> you know, I need to know. I might hit him with that. You hear? That'll probably catch him off guard. But um, no, like I, at some point, like I feel like at that point I'll be like, so what are we doing? Like this is where I am. This is how I feel about you. Um, and if if I'm asking you that, that means I feel safe with you. I want to take this further. Um, but I hope that. The men that I attract now, I hope that I'm attracting likeness and people who think like me that I'm not even gonna have to ask that to. He's gonna come to me and like, babe, like this is where I am. I wanna take this to the next level with you. And I'm, I'm gonna speak that. My next man, I'm not even gonna have to ask him cause he's gonna tell me. And he's gonna let me know, baby, this is what it is. I got you, we in this thing. And it's so funny because my parents got engaged within six months and they were married by the eighth month. So like it was a very fast track uh, marriage. And my mom always says, it don't take nobody um, that long to figure out if they wanna be with you or not. Now, I will say that 
I go back and forth to this. Some days I want marriage, other days I want a life partner. Um, there's been a time where I wondered if I just wanted a um, commitment ceremony because I wanted to be, I wanted to honor God and get married before God, but not in the law. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it just gets weird and technical when it comes to um, getting married the, the way that the United States and everybody else wants you to get married. But I feel like that's between you and God. And if we can honor God and live by those vows, that's all I need. And what we do together, how we build together is ours. And if it don't work, you go your way, I go mine. We split what we done together. I leave what I came with, you leave what you came with. Um, but then other times it's like, okay, let's get married. I don't know, I still want my ring. Wh whichever way I do it, I need that ring though, okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about the minimum eight carats. Uh, minimum eight. <laughs> uh, what did Jay-Z say, rock so big, can't, can't even fit her hand in her new purse. Yes. Yeah, I need that. <laughs> I need that thing. I'm gonna I need the one that I like. Got to take off some days. My baby's just too big. It's just too big. <laughs> Everything's too big. <laughs> it's too big. It's too wide. It's too strong. It won't fit. All the things. Just a big energy. Okay. Them young men are fun, boy. They keep you young. They keep you young. And you know what I like about young men? Is that they're very confident. If they're like attracted to an older woman, those little boys be coming with some confidence. It's like, okay. They make you feel good about yourself. They, they hype you up. And I think we do the same thing for them. Older women, it's like a, we stroke their ego. We make them feel more of a man. And it's like, they feel like they're conquering something. <clears throat> but little do you know we conquering them. We just let them think that they they doing something. Um, but yeah, my date I did I did go through a phase where all I was attracting was twenty year olds, and like even boys they were like, well I'm, I'm twenty nine. It went to twenty eight, twenty nine, and then I met a thirty year old, and finally I'm meeting like men in their forties where I'm like, okay, been through some things, have a better understanding of life. That's what I need. Me and young men, I realize there's some, some good conversation. We have fun together. But when it gets to that depth and what I really need in a relationship, they can't really provide me with that. And there are some young men that have gone through enough in their childhood where they're like, I'm like, wow, like you actually have an old soul. And it's because of things they've been, with, been through. But for me, I definitely need somebody a little older, someone that's my age that understands and has that maturity. I feel like there are pros and cons to like dating guys that are a little older than you. I personally wouldn't go over five to eight years older than me. I kind of want to keep it in that range. Um, Cause I feel like once you get like into the fifties and the sixties, that's just, we got, it's just too much. And like, is you my daddy? Like for real, <laughs> I can't do that. Um, but even like the energy and like the fun, there's some fifties and 60 year olds that like, like to have fun, but I feel like my age range, like we're still young, we still have a lot of vigor, we like to go out, like to travel. I need somebody that can keep up with me because when I go out, like, especially out the country, I like to have a good time. And I'm out partying, I might be on the table, I don't need you to be embarrassed. Like I wanna have a good time. And I don't feel like sometimes like older people, they just wanna stay in the house all the time or wanna do boring stuff. Like I don't wanna go play bingo. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I'm trying to, no, <laughs> I'm trying to, 
bingo. You know that's what old people be doing. Old folks be playing bingo. With the bag that has the beans in it like this. <laughs> Going to bingo night. No, bro. All right, go on. <laughs> I'm gonna be over at, uh, I'll be at Nobu, holla at me. One of the, the first young boy I talked to, um, we met through a mutual friend, we had dinner together. We, we pulled up on and we had dinner with him. And um, I thought he liked my friend. So then I get a call and my brother's like, yo, um, so-and-so wants your number. And I was like, me? I was like, cause my friend is like a lot younger than, than I am. So I just knew that he wanted my friend. He's like, nah, he said you. And I said, oh. I said, okay, I was like, yeah, you can give my number. So I hit him and he was like, hey, what's up? He was like, I wanna fly you out. Like, I wanna bring you um, to where I live. If I say too much, people don't know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like, I wanna bring you to where I am. And he was very like assertive and like was very, made plans. All right, send me your birthday and all this stuff. I'll fly you out, put you in a hotel. Cause I know we don't know each other like that. Um, and it was time to go eat. So like he came and picked me up. He did all the things. It was like very thought out. And I was like, okay, little boy, I see what you're doing. And he was just like, I, yeah, he's like, I saw you. And I was like, yo, like, who is that? He said, as soon as you walked in, I was like, who is that? He's like, oh, that's Crystal. And um, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm a lot older than you. He said, I don't care about that. Where they say age ain't nothing but a number. Y'all love to use that line. I was like, age is more than number once we get down the line. Okay, we gotta, right now it's all cute, but when we get to the nitty gritty and you start wanting babies and talking other things, I'm like, uh, I'm 40 years old. <laughs> so he came with it real confident, came strong, was already booking flights, planning dates. And I was like, okay, I like that. I like that. All right, guys, here is one of my favorite parts of the show where we have positive outcomes where you guys write into me and I give you my advice. So this one says, Miss Crystal. Hey, Crystal, I am a huge fan of your work. I'm 43 years old and recently divorced with a 15 year old son. My marriage was over a long time before we decided to end it. Ain't that it? My son loves his father to death and took the divorce really hard. Now I'm single and ready to mingle, but I'm scared to date today's man because I was married for 20 years. I have no clue on how to date. And I know my son is gonna give whoever I date the blues. <laughs> Can you please give me some advice on how to put myself back out there? Okay, yeah, if, you've been married, if you were married for 20 years, I totally understand because dating has completely changed. And today's man is not the man 20 years ago. Whew. So um, I'm gonna tell you to buckle up because it's hard out here for a pimp. Like it's real hard. I'm telling you like people think, I tell people honestly who like have troubles in their marriages, I was like, do everything you can to work that thing out because when you come out here, ain't nothing out here. So I'm gonna be honest with you, it's gonna be hard, um, but I want you to be open-minded. I want you to get up, go to like restaurants where you feel like you can meet people. Sometimes like nice hotel bars are nice places to meet people. Um, you want to go to places that attract the type of man that you want. Um, don't just like go anywhere. You got to be very strategic about where you go. My friend used to tell me like go to Whole Foods, put on a cute little workout outfit because that's where all the doctors go for lunch. And I was like, what? She goes, I'm serious, Crystal. Go to Starbucks in the morning because that's where everybody goes to get, <laughs> to get their coffee. And she was like, you think about it. You want to strategically put yourself in the, in the places that you want to meet the caliber of man that you want. Um, as far as your son, I, 
sons are overprotective of their mothers. So I'm sure whoever you date, your son's gonna give a hard time. But yeah, I would say just be open-minded. Know that it's not gonna be easy, that it's gonna be a lot harder than it was 20 years ago. But honey, if that's what you want, you deserve it. And I want you to go get your man, okay? Keep it positive, sweetie. What I'm going through and what I'm growing through. In this season of my life, when it comes to dating in my 40s, I am going through developing patience for the timeline that God has me on to get a man. Because right now I'm like, Lord, where is he? And I feel like he's coming this year. I really do. I feel like he's coming this year. But um, Lord, where is he? And I'm growing through this season, um, learning myself and preparing myself for that man. So in therapy, I'm really trying to unpack more things so that I can be my full self when I do find or attract. Because I'm not fine. He's going to find me, um, find my man. So, yeah, that's what I'm going through and what I'm growing through. Guys, this has been an amazing episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, for the keep it blank, sweetie, what are we going to say? I'm going to say keep it... Mm. Keep it cute, sweetie, okay? Because, listen, we're 40, we're fabulous, we're fine. Just keep it cute. Have fun with it and stay open-minded. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. If you want to write into my Positive Outcomes listening letter, make sure you write to keepitpositivesweetie at gmail.com. You can find me on all things, all platforms at Love Crystal Renee. Follow me, tap in, and let me know how you guys are enjoying the show. I hope it's blessing you as much as it's blessing me. Mwah. And in the meantime, you know what to do. Keep it positive, sweetie.